This episode is brought to you by Sierra Whiskey Co. They're the only company making underwear specifically designed for warfighters in the 2A community. Their under-tack underwear with a quick-release ambi-fly makes it easy to unzip, flip wherever you're in full kit. <laughs> I guess that's so you can just whip it out and pee, fellas. No, either way, these things are good. The vent in the front is not uh, supposed to go to the back, fellas. It is for the front, and it does make it super easy when you got to take a piss in full kit. Guys, going over to sierrawhiskeyco.com. That's S-I-E-R-R-A whiskeycode.com type in TSI 10 for 10% off anything they have secure your junk mission accomplished Sierra Whiskey Co check them out hey guys Jared here with Shoot Institute time to kick off another podcast amidst all the pandemic the riots defund the police Black Lives Matter and Antifa we're going to talk about all of the above today but before we do let's open up with a word of prayer Lord Jesus we love you we praise you we thank you for this time you've given us together we thank you for this day we pray for our nation right now, Lord Jesus. We, uh, we're going through a lot as a nation. We pray for uh, our current leadership all around the nation, the Trump administration, local leaders, state leaders. Lord, we just ask that you give them the wisdom on how to govern and, and, and the things they need to do uh, amidst all this chaos. Lord, we just ask that everything we say and do would honor and glorify you and that somebody would come to know you through our words. We pray this in your name. Amen. All right, so we've got the uh, Alabama heat as per normal. And uh, Shyronnie himself over there. Today we have headsets and microphones, so we're not doing a podcast like a bunch of peasants. So that's pretty cool. Literally instant upgrade. From, oh yeah, absolutely. From, from last time. Yeah, instant instant I mean, upgrade. I felt and, like last time I was talking into like a toilet paper roll. And we've well, we pretty much hold, were having to hold it myself. Yeah, we pretty much were having to hold it ourselves. Didn't even have a headset. No. And uh, this uh, this podcast guy Stephen Nix, he's still here, still. Still doing a terrible job. I'll let I'll let Alabama Heat in- introduce our our guest today. Uh, today we have with us first time Unicorn Lightning. Unicorn Lightning over here. What's up, guys? How are y'all? So these guys they're uh, they're too pussy to actually let us say their real names because they're scared that that people would know who they really are. So, uh, but again, as y'all know, I'm J Hud. That's that is my real name over here. On the mic, TSI Central. Yeah. You can so, say what you want whenever you don't, you have, don't have to protect a, a full-time job. Right, so, right. We're on the same, yeah. me and Unicorn yeah. Lightning are on the same page. Same. That's right. With that being said, yeah, that's right. I'm just, I'm unemployed. <laughs> that's what my brother tells me. He you're says, no, you're not self-employed. My yeah. brother says, you're not self-employed. You're unemployed, dude. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Uh, podcast guy, you're the same way, right? Yes. Yeah, not self-employed, unemployed, right? Yeah, yeah so perfect. Grooming yeah, standards perfect. are a dead giveaway. <laughs> yeah, I can have a beard and you can't. <laughs> All right, so so we're going to talk, and this will be probably a little bit longer podcast than we're normally used to because we got a lot to cover, and we're going to go down the spectrum. But I, what I want to start it off with is uh, is, is Christians, because you know, we have a lot of Christians, you know, latching to this Black Lives Matter movement, we'll call it that, um, and Antifa and kind of what's going on in our country that's going south. So I want to talk about the Christian aspect of it, but it also ties into the law enforcement aspect of it, in particular the defund the police and where where the police are at, why our law enforcement community has gotten to the place it's in. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll let you all kind of kick into that. But the first thing I want to say is uh, it's, it's extremely disconcerting with all that's going on. We've got guys like uh, David Platt, uh, who's a who's a uh, a pretty well-known pastor, right? David Platt, who uh, 
His church continues to stay shut down due to COVID-19 and all that, but goes out and marches with Black Lives Matter. We've got Grant Gaines, who I grew up under his dad, Steve Gaines, who philosophically, I mean, the dude is solid. He teaches the Bible. Um, I think Stephen over here uh, probably remembers. I mean, you you were at uh, you were, you were at GFBC when Steve was there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Steve remembers how solid his dad was. You got guys like Grant Gaines coming out and not necessarily in support of Black Lives Matter, but in support of of this this weird concept that exists with it, which I'll cover in just a, just a little bit. We got Dan Cathy saying some of the stuff he's done, right? Shining the shining the shoes and, and, and apologizing for his whiteness. One thing that's really starting to irritate me to no end is the fact that Christians and Christian leaders are are latching to and clinging to this idea that, one, systemic racism exists, and I'm just going to piss a lot of people off, but a lot of people piss me off, so it's okay. The one, that systemic racism exists. Two, that there's such a thing as white privilege. Uh, and, and three, that it exists in our culture today, because I don't believe any of those things exist, and I'm going to go down the list of why they don't, but more in particular, why Scripture says even if they do exist— even if they do exist, we shouldn't we shouldn't dwell on it as Christians. And that's that's the main thing I want to cover. Because if there was ever a victim, if there was anybody who could ever claim victimhood, which is ultimately what all of it is, it was it was Jesus Christ. He could claim victimhood. He's the only one that could claim it, but he never did. He went to the cross. He conquered death. He conquered sin. He rose again on the third day. I encourage you, if you don't know him, to seek him. He will find you. All right. So uh, ask God to reveal Himself to you. He will reveal Himself to you. But that is what Jesus did, and he never claimed victimhood, and he never called us to claim victimhood. He actually called us to do just the opposite, and that was to give up our right to ourselves. So, um, guys, what do y'all think, at least on the on the Christian end that you've seen? I don't know if any of you are tracking with some of the the stuff that's uh, that's going on nowadays with with pastors that are again supporting a supporting a movement that doesn't support anything that we believe in the Bible. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts? All right, man. Um, you know, my my thought is this, and I have a I have a pretty clear message because I I don't think I, I anyway. My my message is this the only way that you're gonna find total equality in this world to where everyone is equal and everyone is respected and everyone is treated with dignity, um, and everyone is treated how they should be is through Jesus Christ. Everything else in this world is imperfect. It doesn't matter what movement it is. It's always going to be an imperfect movement. And if that movement is pulling people away from Jesus Christ, then total equality will never be, it'll never be achieved. The only time that that'll ever be achieved is whenever Jesus Christ appears again and takes all of his and takes the church back to heaven with him. That's the only time that it will ever, ever um, be achieved. But I think at the same time, I think that the focus on that, I think that that we are focused on how to try to fix this system, and it doesn't which what it doesn't matter which way you look at it. This a broken system anyway. Instead of turning to God and allowing Him to fix us, um, and so that's that that's my point of view on it. Long story short. The only time that you're going to reach full equality is through Jesus Christ. And if we don't do that, then we'll, we're never, ever going to reach it. 
I mean, I mean, I, I hate to say that. There's too many, there's too many different uh, differences of opinion, and nobody is going to be able to come to a 100% agreement where everybody is on the same page and everybody is on the same level unless we do that. That's the only way to do it, in my opinion, and it doesn't look like we're headed in that direction right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is the unicorn here. Um, I grew up in a Catholic household, so it's a little bit different than down here in you know Baptist country. And I grew up in a military family where we were exposed to every race, ethnicity, um, culture, creed, whatever. The thing about it is I was raised to treat everybody the same. And we're all the same. And the common good should be to treat everybody like you love them. It's the same thing Jesus taught from, you know, day one. Like, that was his message. And when you start getting into one thing is better than the other, that's when you start losing sight of Jesus's message, you know. Um, no, that's it. I mean, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, there's 630 some odd laws in the, uh, in, in, in the, in the Hebrew law book, right? Handed, handed down by, by Moses and Jesus, you know, said everything hinges on two things. Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. On these two, the rest of the law hinges. Um, so you're exactly right. You know, love God first because you can't truly love your neighbor without loving God. And how do we love God? We accept his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Jesus claims exclusivity to the love of God. So that's the first thing we have to look at. And if we don't have Christ, then there's a very good chance that we can't do the second thing. And when I say very good chance, I'm saying there's a 100% chance, kind of like uh, the heat was over here saying that we are not going to be able to love our neighbor as ourselves because it's going to wind up being imperfect. The only way we can love perfectly is with perfect love, and that perfect love comes in the person of Jesus Christ. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off, but no, you know, fine. Um, go ahead, though. Whatever you had. Now yeah. it's that's pretty much what I was saying. Like, just be exposed to everything, you know. And that's I think we get so set in our mind and so set in our ways to where we live only with our friends and family as opposed to experiencing outside interactions, you know. Um, so I was lucky enough to have parents that, you know, exposed me to everything there is to be exposed to. And then my, you know, time in the military and law enforcement has exposed, you know, a lot of different things as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's, and we'll get into that community in a second because anybody, you know, it's mostly who listens to us, military law enforcement community. And we know being in those communities, we are exposed to, you know, a long list of different cultures, I guess you could say. Um, the one thing I do want to cover here is, is another thing that was asked to me. I think we we did a uh, I did an Instagram post about it not not long ago, but I wanted to expound on this a little bit more. There was some there was something going around about white Jesus or black Jesus, or there was a whole thing going around about what Jesus, uh, you know, you 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 look to, and. The problem when we start talking about the color of Jesus' skin is we completely miss the whole purpose of what Jesus was actually here to do. See, you see, Jesus supersedes all of those things. He supersedes sin and death. So he definitely supersedes whether or not you're black or white. And I'm a white guy, right? So he supersedes white. I got a buddy who's a black guy, Draper Rogers, who's a pastor, and he says, yeah, he supersedes the color of my skin too. 
right? We had this conversation not long ago. So I don't think there's a there, there shouldn't be a disagreement on this. But the one thing that is important to note, the only time that Jesus Jesus's ethnicity eth, ethnicity matters uh, is the fact that he was uh, Israeli, the fact that he was Hebrew, the fact that he came from um, was born in Bethlehem, came from the—was called out of Egypt, right, uh, the, the fulfillment of the prophecies. And you can go to Matthew and, and, and look at this, and this is a little bit what we put in the Instagram post. But the most important thing is—and you look at the first chapter of Matthew, and I think it's Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 17—it shows the genealogy uh, all the way up to Jesus— and what we see is God promised Abraham that he would bless all of the families of the world through him. So the only reason Jesus' ethnicity matters is not because he was Jewish or he was considered a Nazarene or whatever. It was, it's because it shows that God's promises are fulfilled, even if they're not fulfilled in our lifetimes. It has less to do with who he was or where he came from and more to do with the fact that you know, 2,500, 3,000 years earlier, however long, however earlier it was that God promised Abraham he would bless all the families of the world through him, Jesus came, right? So it's it's just a fulfillment of God's promise. That's why Jesus' Jesus's ethnicity is so important. He wasn't a black man or a white man. He was a Jewish man, right? Um, it, 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 it has to do with ethnicity, but it the only reason it does is because it's God's fulfillment, it's showing God's promises being fulfilled to a specific man and to all the people of the world, and that, I think that's the important piece that we miss uh, if we if we start arguing about what color what color Jesus is. And anytime you see a picture of white Jesus, or anytime you see a picture of black Jesus, I went to uh, to Africa a long time ago when I was uh, younger, probably sixteen or seventeen, on a mission trip, and one of the things that I got I got a a, a, nat- a nativity scene, and it was. Those black people in the nativity scene. Why? Because that's that's what those people are used to seeing. That's their culture. It's the same thing with when you see a stained glass window of white Jesus. Why? Because if that if it was European, Western European culture, guess guess who it was? It was probably white people. So you it has. Hey, you didn't have Google and Instagram back then to where no. you could say, "Hey, does any does anybody know what a Jewish guy looks like?" Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, no, I've never seen a Jewish guy. Okay, well, just make him a white guy then. Yeah, I mean, uh. so it's it, you're exactly right, and so it's it's really uh, frustrating uh, when 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 people get caught up in the in the conversation of whether or not what color Jesus should be. His ethnicity was he's a Jewish man. That's the only thing that matters, and the only reason it matters is because him being a Jewish man shows the fulfillment of God's promises 3,000 years earlier. That's the only reason it matters. After that, you miss the whole point of Christ's message if you get caught up in anything else. I was actually talking to one of our chaplains earlier before I decided to come out here, and uh, it was I wish I could remember exactly what he said, but he said the exact same thing. Jesus is to you who he is to the next person. Just because I think one thing doesn't mean that, you know, black, white, Spanish, you know, Asian person doesn't see him the same way. Like, that's the whole purpose of this whole thing. Jesus didn't come here to save one particular race. He came here to save everyone. Right. Yeah, no, you're... And and it's... uh, And and it was... uh, Stephen just passed it over to me. It was Sean King, that flipping clown, of who, who started putting out, you know, white Jesus statues should be torn down and stuff. It's the stupidest thing ever. Why? Why does that matter? Obviously, you missed the point of Jesus. What you what, what you just said over there, uh, you know, midnight unicorn or whatever we're we're calling you, unicorn lightning. Unicorn 
Unicorn Lightning. Yeah. Um, it's Midnight Unicorn now. <laughs> it's Midnight Unicorn, <laughs> son. That's pretty yeah, good. I didn't even think about that. It's Midnight Unicorn now. Son. So, but I, I mean, it's the, the, <laughs> it's it's extremely frustrating because it goes to show one. I mean, if you hear what Sean King says, you know that he arguably does not know Scripture. He'll pick a few things and he'll put it out there, but he doesn't know Scripture. And I'll be honest with you, I think David Platt is a well-known pastor. I would argue the fact that he goes out and marches with Black Lives Matter and leaves his church shut down. I would argue he doesn't know Scripture as well as we think he does, because if you did, you wouldn't distort the truth, as it says in Acts 20. That's what uh, Paul is talking about. He said, there will be leaders rising up among you who will go out and distort the truth. Well, that's in Acts 20. Paul is talking to the people of Ephesus before he goes on uh, uh, to uh, uh, Jerusalem for for Pentecost. So as he stops and talks to them, that's what he says. And so we see that happening even inside of our Christian fold, we, all, we see the same thing that's happening outside our Christian fold. We see it happening inside our Christian fold. And uh, if we go all the way back to Proverbs, it says, one who is slack in his work or one who is lazy is a brother or is akin to him who's a destroyer. So it connects those two. So basically what it's saying, we'll, we'll go ahead and use the cop. Now, the cop who sleeps on the job and collects a paycheck from the tax pe- from the from the taxpayer who's, who's oversleeping, not doing his job, he's just kind of hiding out, is akin or is the same as that person who goes and burns down a business in the middle of a riot. That's what Proverbs says. It says those two things are linked together. I think it does the same thing for our Christian pastors and then these clowns like Sean King who want to say, hey, we tear down statues of white Jesus. Well, of course, a lot of our pastors wouldn't go for that. They're not going to stand for that. But what do you have them doing? They're going to go out and they're going to march with Black Lives Matter. I heard uh, Matt Chandler talk about how, you know, we need to... uh, he 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 asked forgiveness for for his whiteness, right? I, I don't want to. I'm paraphrasing what he said, but it was, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. This is po- podcast guy here. Um, I think where some of the disconnect sits in place with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, especially with some of the pastors, what I'm talking about here is is that you have pastors that are saying, you know, Black Lives do matter, but you know they're not realizing when they when they say that that they're supporting that organization. That's that's where the disconnect is at, yeah. and then the confusion is at. It's like I I'm not gonna go if I hate the brand Nike, you know, and I just say I say just do it. Everybody knows that that is labeled with Nike, and so when somebody says Black Lives Matter, of course Black Lives Matter. We all know they it, that Black Lives Matter. But when you say that, you're you're basically teaming up with the organization that is straight up evil, that is that is founded by Marxist. And I mean, it's, it is. A, if you go to their website and go to the about about us section, it is. It's. I mean, th- th- they absolutely want to tear down and destroy of America. Of course, they're not going to say that, but th- they want to destroy the how, how families are, are looked at. Yeah, fathers, mothers. I mean, you know, they, they the, the 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 traditional family. They they want to destroy it. And so, like I'm telling you, and so that's where the disconnect comes in place. D- do these pastors support Black Lives Matter organization? Probably not. But when you go out there and say it, you know, you're you're pretty much putting yourself out there. And I think that's where the confusion and disconnect is with some of these pastors. Because, you know, like Grant Gaines, for instance, I read his Facebook post. He said, I do not support the organization, but I will say Black Lives Matter. But I'm like, well, okay, I, I get that, and I understand what you're saying. But when you say that, some people will take that and think that you're saying that you support Black Lives Matter organization. Yeah, because I was I was asked about that yeah. in, in another podcast uh, that was mentioned before we had the podcast. That was mentioned, so we talked about it. 
and I had no idea about what that. I guess it was a Facebook post, Twitter yeah, post, yeah. or something, right? So, so Grant Gaines has to has to say that. And so, Grant, if you hear this, this is to you, buddy. All right, one, and maybe educate you a little bit. You can't you can't make a statement that is a non sequitur and and expect anybody with any brain to follow it. Number one, and so when you say I don't support the organization Black Lives Matter, but I will say Black Lives Matter. That in and of itself is a non sequitur because anytime you say Black Lives Matter, that's the organization. Good buddy of mine, Chris Swanson, Sheriff of Genesee County Sheriff's Office, great guys, doing a great thing. But what did he go out and do? He goes out and he marches, not necessarily marches, but walks alongside Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all these people in Genesee County, Michigan. Uh, one of the things he mentioned to me is like, man, I, I did not know what to do. You know, I had to, I really had to pray through this because. This is a hard time for law enforcement, a guy in his position, especially being a Christian man, especially being uh, uh, relatively conservative, right? It, it's, it's, it's a hard thing for him. He said, hey, look, we hear you. We want you to protest. We're going to go alongside you. Don't do anything bad. Don't burn nothing. Don't throw a brick through nothing um, because then, then you're going to pay. And, and he wound up uh, not having any major issues in Flint, from what I under, understand. Uh, that that very well might be what some of these guys mean, but at the same time, you can't sit from the ivory tower of a church. You can't sit from the from the good uh, good fellowship of a Southern Baptist church and start saying these things. Or David Platt go out and march with these guys. I keep using David Platt as an example because I know he marched with those guys and his church stayed shut down. And that upset a lot of members within his church. You could read a lot of blogs on it. While in the same token, Black Lives Matter are infiltrating and assaulting people in a Baptist church in New York. That happened. I was up there when that went down. There was actually a uh, Catholic church also that was burned down. A Catholic church was burned down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you. That was in California. I can't remember exactly where it was at, but yeah. But the fact is, you have these things going on. So when you say, well, I don't support the movement, but I will say black lives, you immediately turn off a lot of people. Why? Because it's a non sequitur. It doesn't follow. It doesn't make sense. The second thing that, again, Grant Gaines, if you're listening, that that was said was, uh, I will say, if you say black lives matter and, and you turn around and say all lives matter, that would be like my wife saying I love you and me saying, well, I love everyone. That just because you say it and it sounds smart doesn't mean it's smart and doesn't mean it even makes sense. Again, that's a non sequitur. Why? Because if, we, if we're not talking about the organization, when I say Black Lives Matter, guess what? All Lives Matter means that same thing if I'm not talking about the organization. Why do I have to label it as color of skin? I have never in my life ever had to think about the color of somebody's skin. I'm like, when I'm playing football, it's like, hey, I like that guy right there on my team. I picked that guy, not because he's black, white, Mexican, whatever, because he's good at football. And it and it might be any one of those guys. I mean, we did that as kids growing up, right? When, I, when, when, I'm, when I'm going overseas, good buddy of mine, Remy Adelecki, from, he's at SEAL Team 3 with me, right? Uh, he He's a good dude. I, I still talk with Remy. I like Remy. He's a black guy. I never once thought about him being yeah. black nor did i really care yeah you don't care because he's on your back yeah i mean I, I don't care because he, yeah exactly right he's got he's got my back so i'm i'm okay with that i don't so i don't understand this concept that that people are saying exists and now it seems like it it's we're making more of a deal of it and we're spending more time talking about it it's something that i never even thought about nor did i ever care about all right guys so i was talking to the uh founder the co-founder of sierra whiskey Co., john scubis 
and uh, I was letting him know when he was asking me, hey, man, what, what type of, uh, of skivvies do you like? What kind of underwear do you like? I said, bro, I'm going to be honest, I don't wear underwear, right? Um, keeps the wife happy, keeps the boys happy. Uh, everything's nice and cool down there. It's a lot easier to take a piss when you're wearing kit. And, uh, and he's like, dude, let me send you some stuff so you can try out. We've got some, uh, we got some specialized underwear to go under kit. They're super silky. They're great. And guess what, fellas? The wife loves them. She's like, just walk around the house in those. So I feel like I'm, uh, I'm now an object of desire for my old lady. So dudes, I would go ahead and encourage you to pick up a pair of these underwear, the Undertack underwear from Sierra Whiskey Co. What's also nice about them is they got a little pocket on them that you can put cuff key, razor blade, money in, uh, in the band. They've thought these things out well, and they're not bulky. Uh, they're nice and clean. And, uh, again, the way the front flap works, it makes it super easy so you don't get the frank before the beans or something uh, when you go to zip up your pants. Guys, going over to sierrawhiskeyco.com. That's S-I-E-R-R-A whiskeycode.com type in tsi10 for 10 percent off anything they have take a look at it sierra whiskey code 10 percent off type in tsi10 tell them tsi sent you you know i think too that that has to that has to do a lot with your foundation man because like we were talking about earlier the only the only true place where there is going to be total equality is going to be in jesus christ and you have that foundation and so that's probably one of the reasons that that you have never thought about it also the accusations that you know, if I'm not out there marching, if I'm not out there marching and protesting, then I'm not doing anything to fight um, against racism. I think that that is is a lie in itself because every day, whenever I wake up, and you know, I talk to, I interact with my family, and I'm teaching my little girl to say, "Hey, look, everybody is equal. You're going to treat everybody the same. You're going to treat everybody with the respect. It doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter what color the skin." what color their skin is it doesn't it doesn't matter you know whether they're male or female it doesn't matter you're going to treat everybody the same because that's what christ commands us to do i'm out there fighting racism every day or if i'm at work and i'm working with a black officer and somebody yells a racial slur at him and i'm the one that gets up there and i'm like hey man you're not going to do that to my co-worker you're not going to do that to my butt because before he's my co-worker he's my buddy like we're buddies out there, and we're like you said, we're watching each other's back. If somebody would have done that to Remy in Seal Team Three, what would you have done? Oh, yeah, knocked the flipping yeah, teeth that's out. That's what I'm saying. Would yep. you would you have just been yeah. like, "Damn, man, it looks like you got problems, deuces"? No, man, no. you'd have been like, "Yo, man, that's like that's my buddy." Like, like, yeah. like, where you coming from saying that? And so, that's I guess that's one of the things that I guess I guess th- that really bothers me the most is that just people just automatically assume that I have those that I have those beliefs just because just based on the color of my skin, which is, which is, which is not true, which is not true every day. Like I said, every day, whenever I wake up and I'm putting those good characteristics and I'm building my child's character and I'm teaching her those things, you're fighting that every day. It's, I mean, I mean the, the things that they're, I, I don't even, I really have a hard time believing if you're like, you know, if you came up to me and you were like, Hey man, what do you think about, what do you think about if we made a law that would put a certain uh, race or ethnic group at a disadvantage just based on the color of their skin. I, I have a hard time believing that you would find a majority of people in the United States that would be like, yeah, that seems okay to me. You yeah, know we, yeah, we should do that. And you know what's funny? That's That stuff happens, and that's, gonna, that's, that's the next thing I want to tap into. Again, that pisses me off to no end, especially since we kind of follow this. 
we always hear about systemic racism, how, how white privilege, right? That's a big thing that and, and me and Steven talked about that the other day. One, I've never seen it to exist, right? I would say Remy, again, my black my black buddy who came from a different walk of life, right? He came from a different area, a different walk of life, and he has worked his tail off to get where he is. I would say he's doing better than I am, right? He's he's living over, I think he's in LA, he's doing doing that whole thing over there and and he's got a beautiful family, beautiful wife, beautiful kids, right? He and he's he's doing well, all right? He's a Christian brother, man that's saved by the grace of Jesus Christ just like me. Um and and, and I would argue that he is doing just as well, if not better than I am. He worked his tail off to get there. Uh me, all right? I'm a, I'm a white kid, grew up in the country. I run a business now. Uh, and and I have I have no complaints. God has always taken care of me. God has always blessed me and my family for whatever reason. He's taking care of us, and and we're doing well. And whenever somebody says that, okay, well that's because of white privilege, it cheapens the amount of work that I've put into it. Whenever somebody says, well, uh, you know, we're, we're gonna have to give Remy a hand up because because he's a uh, a, a downtrodden black man. Well, that cheapens the work that he actually put into it because guess what? He had to have that help in hand to drag him along, and it's that's not fair. He worked hard to be where he is, and and God has blessed him and honored him and honored his hard work. I have worked hard to be where I am, and God has blessed me and honored uh, honored our family and the hard work. And guess what? That's that's what it's about. So I don't understand this whole this whole concept of 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 white privilege. And then somebody would say, well, it's because you're white. That's why you don't understand it. That, uh, uh, Vody Bauckham calls that, um, uh, ethnic Gnosticism. That's something he made up, but he calls it. Eth- so I don't understand what you're talking about because I'm because of the color of my skin. So all this crap we fought for in civil rights, I say, we, our parents fought for in civil rights. Our grandparents were part of in civil rights. All this stuff that Martin Luther King Jr. Did all of that means nothing apparently because I can't understand this now because of the color of my skin. I'm, I'm too dumb to understand what what's happening because of the color of my skin and it's it's not true it is not true it's a lie from the pit of hell it's a lie from satan and what it does it cheapens the work that you've put into it but more importantly and this is where us as christians before we tap off into the law enforcement side of thing us as christians it cheapens what god has actually done it cheapens the blessings that god has actually given those individual people it cheapens the uh how God has made them. The psalmist David says, he knit me in my mother's womb, right? He knew me before I was born. He put me together in my mother's womb. And anytime we say, you can't make it here because of X, Y, and Z, well, it doesn't color your skin, you're female, you're a male, you're whatever it is. You can't make it because of this. You're starting to cheapen what God actually made because God made you for a specific purpose and reason. You can definitely make it. You can become exactly what God wants you to be, but only in the person of Jesus Christ. And as Christians, that's what we should be putting out. We should not be apologizing for our whiteness, which is the stupidest thing I ever heard. And if you're a pastor that's doing that, if I, I really like to just be locked in a room for, with you for a little while, and I'm your huckleberry. We will fight till the fight is done, and I'll knock your teeth down your flipping throat because what you're doing is you're, 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 you're distorting the truth of Christ. As a Christian pastor, and to name some, to, to call out some of the names that have done it, and I hope it upsets a lot of people, call out some of the names that have done it, David Platt being one, Matt Chandler being one, uh, Grant Gaines I won't really say being one because, I, because he just had one little post that, that I was asked about. Um, uh, but those guys being one, uh, J.D. Greer, the, the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, hearing some of the stuff he said, I would love to sit down and talk with all of you cats 
at any point in time more than willing to discuss Bible or anything like that and understand why Dan Cathy, right? He was he's one of them that I would say is a Christian man. I would love to talk with any of you cats about what you actually believe and if you actually believe what you're saying or if you're just standing on a political pedestal and putting it out to be liked because that sure is what it seems like because I hadn't heard anything about it before uh, all this stuff started taking place. That's what pisses me off as a as a dude who works in really a non-Christian community. I say non-Christian community. A lot of people say they're Christians, but they don't necessarily live like a community that uh, full of a bunch of tough guy, t- tough guy types that, you know, might be too cool for church or whatever. Y'all understand what I'm talking about. Uh, and then having to answer these questions, hey, what do you think about this guy? Because I can't tell you how many times I've been asked about David Platt and some of the stuff he said and walking with Black Lives Matter. It frustrates the stew out of me because it, it hurts those of us who are trying to share the gospel of Christ with others. And it's and it's a political move, and it and and sorry I got fired up a little bit, but I'm sick and tired of it because you got a bunch of panty waist pussy Christians and Christian leaders who don't want to step up and say, no, no, this is the gospel of Christ and this is the truth of Christ. And anytime you start making you know, making ethnic apologies or, or as we call it, race apologies, apologize for being white or saying that this guy can't do good because he's black or whatever, you start cheapening what, in my case, I use again, me and my me and Remy Adelecki, right? Two guys from the same community, from the same SEAL team, all that stuff. Two guys who, in all honesty, have done well, are Christian brothers, still talk with each other, God's blessing. That's never been something that's that's crossed my mind or that I know has even crossed his. And it cheapens what he's done, it cheapens what I've done, and more importantly, it cheapens the way that our God has made us. And that's what irritates me the most. So it's easy to do when you've done nothing but sit in a church and speak from your ivory tower, and then all of a sudden you want to go out and be political. So we can get off of... Uh, Stop looking at your watch, Alabama Heat. I had no, to get on my child. I, I, my- I was just I was just trying to see when, you know, somebody else is gonna be able to get a word in or if this podcast was just gonna end forty five minutes from now with you still screaming into the microphone. <laughs> Do you feel better? I feel a little bit better, but I mean it's it, so, no, spend I, time in the scriptures yeah. and they will reveal these things to the, you. The the last thing that I'm gonna say about it is you have to realize for the people out there listening, all six of you. You have to realize <laughs> you have you have to realize that the only way to bring this thing back to a remotely acceptable level, and I'm talking about the United States of America, yep. the only way to bring this thing back to a remotely acceptable level is to immediately change course and turn back and seek Jesus. Because this country was built on a document that was that was written and made and engineered by by mostly mostly by guys that had a Christian foundation. Mostly evangelical pastors. That's so right. So now what you're having is from that day, whenever we were like, hey, we're gonna be our own country, this is the document, this is the this is the blueprint, this is what we're gonna follow. You had individuals that did not share that same foundation trying to inter- inter- interpret a document that was based on that foundation. And so what are they going to do? Either they're not going to be of the word, so they have no idea what that is, or they're going to be what's called, hey, yes, I'm a Christian, but at the same time, like you're talking about, they don't believe in the same God that we believe in. Mm-hmm. They don't believe in that in the literal living word of God that is in the Bible. And so in those types of people, what they do is they misinterpret and they take things out of the Bible that fits their worldly behavior to make them feel good about their worldly behavior. And that's what we're seeing right now. 
we're seeing individuals that are claiming to be one thing and they're trying to interpret a document that was based on those principles and they're not going to be able to get it right. They're not they're not going to. That's that's the reason. That's the whole reason. That's the whole reason why they had to go through the civil rights in the 60s is because because the document says that all men are created equal. And you had people that weren't following the foundation that it was built on that were holding other people back. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. You had people trying to interpret those words that didn't believe in where those words came from. And that's the reason why it got so jumbled up. And so unless we turn around and unless we seek Christ and unless we try to make a movement from Christ that makes all people equal, then it'll never correct itself. And we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going down this hole. The other thing is this. Every time I hear somebody say, oh, well, that's the sign of end of days, kind of makes you cringe a little bit because you have to realize that whenever Jesus Christ ascended into heaven, the next day began the end of days. It started ending. <laughs> yeah. It was the beginning of the end that day, right? It <laughs> yeah. was It was never good. It was like, like all right. Like 2,000 yeah. years ago. We got a 60-day period where it's going to be totally awesome, and then we're going to start the end of days, okay? It immediately started from then until That's now. Right. Yeah. So what I encourage you to do is really, and the only way that you're going to understand that and the only way that you're going to have a good idea of the end of days is to get into your Bible and read your Bible and understand that stuff so that you can make an educated decision on what you think is about to happen. Read them scriptures. Read this. That that is literally the bottom and line pray. out of out of yeah out of all the rambling that Jared did. That is the bottom line. Is read your scriptures. You guys are a lot more versed than I am because I'm the only one that rambles. Yeah. No. <laughs> you probably say a lot more than I, I do. I prefer tangent. But the way I've always thought about it is. Just treat people with love, man. Just love people. That's really all you got to do. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes it it makes it a lot easier if you can in, if you can look at it that way. Hey, it's the podcast guy here. Just want to let you guys know we decided to break this one up into two uh, two part series. Uh, got kind of long with it, so you just listen to part one. Part two will be released next week. We'll be talking about the law enforcement slash military side of all the topics that we just covered as well. So stay tuned next week for part two of this series. As always, thank you for listening to the Shooting Institute podcast. Uh, If you want more information about TSI, you can visit theshootinginstitute.com.